Today's show is sponsored by Procure, maker of hydrocortisone cream with calendula. As you can see, I can pronounce it, so my wife is here to help me out. It doesn't contain any parabens, alcohols, or fragrances. Try hydrocortisone cream with calendula today and get a $3 discount on Amazon using the code 3KCCREW. Just go to ProCureHeels.com slash KCCREW and use the code 3KCCREW. That's the number three plus KCCREW all in one word and make sure you type it in all caps. Try it for yourself. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome! What's up, guys? Hello, and beautiful people. Shout out to all of you guys for leaving comments and DMs and hitting us up. We really appreciate it. We go through a lot of them and we read them all the time. So thank you, guys. And you can always email us, thekcrew at gmail.com. I'm going to tell you in a second. T-H-E-E-K-C-Crew at gmail.com. Yep, that's what's funny. That's not funny. That's funny. So, um, <laughs> hold on, wait. we can't do that. Yes, come on, we're gonna do it. Come on, because this is part of what I want to talk about. Gia's trying to stop the podcast. Now, you want to tell people, no, why you no, wanna... stop the podcast. <laughs> you want to tell people why you want to stop the podcast? Because I need to open up some windows. <laughs> I had a little gas. That's not a little bit of gas for sure. Start this thing over. You no, no. threw me all the way off. And I'm glad I did because that's. To, during this podcast, Quite, we're ten seconds in. No, no, no. Start it over. No, no, no. During this, this just, podcast, you're, no, stop. You're no. disgusting. During the podcast, we go, we want to answer you guys' emails. You know, we get a lot of emails all the time, and we want to answer all the emails. But before we answer the emails, right? I want to ask you a question. In a relationship, right? Are there things that should be left alone? Like what? What are you talking about? Can you just stop farting no. and open up a window no, and the we can start I'm, this thing over? No, no, no. The reason but, I'm why saying are you that, taking this? this is ridiculous. I'm, the reason I'm saying that is because you say every time I pass gas. It's not sexy. That I take sexy out of myself. Like I take a little bit of sexy out. Every time you pass gas in front of me, yes. Or a every, little bit of sexiness gets <laughs> subtracted from the overall sexiness that makes you. Or you say, you know, when I go to the bathroom sometimes... You say it, it takes a little bit of the sex away. You should from definitely it. use the bathroom down the hall. And when that, you know it's that type of episode, you should take it elsewhere. But that's meaning I, away from me. But that's what I want to talk about today. Like you don't want to talk about yeah, that. Just I don't a little talk, bit. Are we really doing this yes, right now? Yes, yes. It is not. Hold the, on, we're really not starting yes. this over. No, we're not starting this over. Come oh. on, now we're like thirty seconds in. No. We still can't start this over. No, no, because this is this, I, I, I this is that, ridiculous. I did that for a reason. I, I passed. You did not do reason. it for a reason. You did that because you can't. You have no control of your butt. Listen. You Listen, did it. In a relationship, is there things that we shouldn't do in front of each other? And I, I just wanted to, because I thought that we are a bond. You know, we have everything. We do everything. We talk about everything. So what's the problem if I pass a little gas? What's the problem if I blow up the bathroom? Like, what's the, why, why would that take a little sexy away? Um, Because I don't necessarily want to see you in that light. I want to see you in all of your sexual glory when I look at you. I don't want to think about you and then think about poo at the same time. I don't want to look at you and but think about funk at the same time. I know everybody I just, passes gas. I think everybody's thinking that at one time. familiar familiarity breeds contempt. Absolutely, I think that there are lines and limits when I you become bullshit, too though. familiar nah. with someone that contempt starts to brew you sound like one of those girls i hear the stories all the time that you wait for your man to go to sleep and then you go pull in the bathroom because you don't want him to smell or see it or hear you yeah i kind of do that that's, actually i i know but that's that's whack <laughs> don't you appreciate that about me though i, I don't you appreciate that about me no one of the few times when i might let one go in front of you <laughs> just as payback you look at me like i have six heads because you never do it so when you do it, I'm like, wow. I just want to let you know I'm human because sometimes I don't think that you know that I'm human. I'm just trying to let you know that I'm human. Right. But this, not, but this is my whole thing. There's nothing that you can do that'll turn me off. I didn't say I was turned off you of said, you. You said I lost a little bit of sexy. That, that, that a little me. bit. That doesn't mean I'm turned off. Like that's zero to a hundred. I didn't say I'm turned off, but you know, like I don't want our whole bedroom to smell like your butt. Like <laughs> I just... Like, I, I don't. I'd prefer if you walked out of the room, took care of that, wait, waited for it to settle so you don't bring back a trail, and then come back in. Yeah, but I don't want to get up out the bed. I'm comfortable. Yeah, all right. Same, so then just deal with my perception of you. Same thing with you. Let's say with that it, it was that time of the month, right? And uh -huh. you didn't know. 
and all of a sudden you had an episode in your pants and you and it was leaking and it was a drip, what drip, is, drip to the is it, What is wrong with you? It wouldn't, it wouldn't turn me off. It wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, she's dripping. I can't fuck with her. Ew, Rashawn. Or let's say you passed. Well, okay, hello. That's never happened. I, I know. But I didn't say it did. Or if you ever passed gas and you had a little shardy poo come out. Ew. That, I, okay, that's never happened. But I would never <laughs> be like, oh my gosh, I can't deal with her no more. Like whatever you do in your life is no, is not everybody does it. Like there's nothing that should turn you off about me. I didn't say that it turned me off. I just said that, you know. Yeah, every time okay, I pass like, gas, you say, I just want to let you know. <laughs> that a little bit of sexy just goes right out the window every time you do that. But by now, like I should have instance, no sexy left. If I if I walked on to your side of the bed, right, and I saw a pair of your underwear turned inside out, and mm-hmm. there was a skid mark, okay, for instance, that's happened before. Yeah, that would turn me off. That this is my subliminal way of trying to let you know if you know you have a skid mark, put your underwear in the hamper where I don't have to see it. Okay, because I look at it, and the first thing I think is like, ew. Like that's friggin' nasty, and like I don't want to see that. Like that's like he should be embarrassed. Well, okay, no that, embarrassment here. I guess we're too close. All right, Let's, too damn familiar. The skid mark is a little different. All right, that's a little. Why is that different? Everybody does it. No, I don't think everybody does. That. I don't either. I was trying to make you feel comfortable. <laughs> I, I was trying to make you feel a little bit better about yourself. I don't think actually, does that? But... Like use a baby wipe. Okay. All right. Uh, touche I'm mad that we're having this conversation but right now I just now. want to start like that because there shouldn't be nothing between us that we keep apart from each other like if I pass gas you should be like woo baby that was a nasty one I love you <laughs> keep it moving <laughs> yeah I just I don't want to smell anybody's gas to be honest right. I feel offended when I smell someone else's gas okay. I don't even want to smell mine like if I if it happens to me like I walk away like, I leave it and I walk away. Okay. All okay. Right. All right, fine. All, All right. right. Well, let's get to these emails. Like we said, I just wanted to start there because I just wanted you, well. That was so off. He was, like, was like, what's wrong? I'm like, oh, you'll see. Why yeah, we're, we're sitting here. He starts a podcast. He gives me a funny look. <laughs> and then it hit me. Then it all made sense. All right. Well, let's go to these emails. Wait, wait, well, first of all. What? So we agreed that we're going to do emails today because Correct. we get so many and every podcast, it seems like we can only get to one or two because obviously we're time restricted. So mm-hmm. today we're going to get in as many as we can. Right. All right. And hopefully before the kids come home. All right. Uh, this is from Reese. Envy and Gia first want to thank you both for the podcast. It as It is as real as it gets. I love how honest and real you are with your life and marriage. I could go on and on, but I will try and sum things up as short as possible. Oh, thank you, Reese. My boyfriend and I have been together since we were 16 and we are now 36. Hmm. Our relationship our relationship started off uh, almost identical to yours. Him being the extremely jealous one. In my mind, I always thought this is a young stage and he will change. The jealousy did simmer down. However, other adult pro- problems started to come into play. Cheating, dishonesty, anger issues, etc. All throughout time, I thought by me taking to... Uh, let me see. Okay. All throughout time, I thought by me taking to him and explaining why these things were not okay, that he would eventually change. Well, the cheating has stopped, but he has a gambling problems, issues with being honest, which leads me to sometimes believe the cheating hasn't stopped. To sum up the issues I have with him, he is very, very immature in my eyes. Fast forward, he has proposed to me and has asked me to marry him several times. Let me go back. So wait a minute, y'all been together since 16? 20 years. 36? Okay. All right. Fast forward, he has proposed to me and he's asked me to marry him several times. I take marriage very seriously and we have never taken that step because I do not feel like he is ready. We have two children, ages 9 and 16. Our oldest uh, has the identical personality of her dad. She is jealous of her boyfriend. She lies and is insecure. I noticed that when she turned 12, Overall, she's a very sweet girl, but she has her dad's ways definitely. I try to explain to her why being jealous in a relationship is a good, why lying is not okay, etc. But it's just like I'm taking to I'm just like I'm talking to her dad. It goes in one ear and out the other. Forgot to mention, dad and I are not currently living together because I got so fed up. My number one issue with him uh, during this time is uh, throughout our 16 years. I'm sorry. It's a lot right here. 
My number one issue with him at this time is the relationship he has with our 16-year-old. He is very judgmental with her. His tone is very nasty with her. And when he punishes her, it is very hardcore and done without love. With that being said, it's still got a lot to go. With that being said, this has taken an enormous impact on our relationship because this relationship has the entire home in division and everyone is so hostile all the time. I feel very bad for our nine-year-old because she is very loving and is very, very family-oriented. Or oriented. What's the word? Oriented. Yeah, whatever. The environment in the household (laughs) is definitely affecting her quality of life and mine as well. There is so much more I could explain, but just wanted to highlight my main issue at this time. Oh, yeah. He has been out of the home for seven months and is asking to come back. I am definitely at my boiling point with this relationship of him with him. And of our oldest daughter, I can no longer live this way. Our entire home is divided and I feel he is making no effort to understand or see that his relationship with her is an issue. I feel like we can go longer uh, be in a relationship or ever get married if he sees nothing wrong with the relationship or his actions. I'm very hurt that this is happening. I cry a lot when I'm alone because it seems they are both in pain and every effort I try, it fails. I wish I had more time, but don't want to have you all reading a book. Yes, I'm reading a book now. Please give your best <laughs> advice. Sincerely, Reese. All right. You want me to start? Sure. All right. This is one thing I can't understand. And, and people say this all the time. And Reese, I'm not judging you. I just got. I just have a question. People always say, I take marriage seriously and I don't know if I want to do it. All right? Right? That's what she said. That is what she said. All right. Now, this is what I don't understand. You take marriage seriously. But you don't take having children seriously? Like, I, I'm confused with that. Like, you say, well, I don't know if I want to marry him. But you know you want to have two children with him. Kind of confused. Kind of lost. Not judging. But I don't understand. Well. If he's not well, good enough to marry, why is he good enough to have no, a baby? No, well, oftentimes. And then, and then wait, I understand wait, wait. there could be a mess up or a oops or a slip. But you yeah, don't Yeah, oftentimes pregnancies aren't planned. Both? I can see it happen. They've been together for 20 years, so I can see two unplanned pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that that's the most responsible route, but she has a 16-year-old. She's 36, so it looks like she had the baby at 20, probably got pregnant at 19. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see someone being a little less than responsible at 19 and having a child that wasn't planned. Yeah, but, but now at 36, I think that it speaks a lot of... Her character that she's not jumping at the chance to get married to someone, especially considering that she has two children with him. Right. I think most women are. No, let me take that back. Maybe not most women, but many women Uh are sitting around waiting for a ring, waiting to be chosen, waiting for someone to propose. And I think a lot of women are willing to settle for someone that is less than what they deserve because they want the title of wife. Right. So I actually like the fact that she's just not jumping at the opportunity to be a wife. Yeah. But you know, the same way you jump at that opportunity, I feel like you have to protect your body as well. And I understand things happen, but if you don't necessarily trust him to be your husband, I don't understand how you can necessarily trust him to be your, 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 the father of your children twice. But that's just me. That's that's just me. That's thing. Something I don't. I, I just don't get. I mean, I, I obviously I agree with you. I think that people should show responsibility and um, take care of themselves when they're practicing sex. But the truth is that a lot of people don't, and they find themselves in situations that they may have um, written differently if they were in a different mind space at the time. You yeah. know. So. I understand that. I mean, obviously, you know, you would say that if it's not someone that you'd be willing to marry, then clearly it's not somebody that you should be having children with. I just have a little bit more understanding mm-hmm. for people that end up in those situations. That's all. And I will say this, um, you know, he has problems. It seems like he has vices. You know, he's he was cheating. He was dishonest. He's now he's gambling. He's lying. It seems like he has these different vices. And if he continues to have these vices over 20 years, you have to tell yourself, OK, mm-hmm. when am I going to say enough's enough? You know, now you're, you're 36 years old. Um, you're older. It's it's going to be harder to go out and find somebody. It's like you have to cut. It has to get to the point where it says, you know what? 
when enough when is enough enough you know i understand you know the child age the childhood age and and being immature i was that way i was that person um but it gets to the point where it's like when is enough enough i mean if i'm sitting there gambling on the side and not telling gear and we losing money and saying that i'm at you know the pizza shop when i'm really at the gambling spot that's a problem that's a problem at this age at 20 I get it more at 24. I get it more at 36, 37 with two kids. That's when things have to stop. Now I will say this. um, If he's hard on your daughter, dad sometimes are because sometimes I'm hard on our son, but I'm hard on our son sometimes in a loving way. Like if you heard the podcast last week, I was telling you that, you know, I really wanted to leave Logan in the airport because I wanted him to figure it out on his own. Um, but I also knew that being in the airport, he was safe. He went through metal detectors. He was safe. He's a bright kid, but sometimes I feel like he needs to figure things out on his own because I feel like it's kind of like if I always use navigation to, to get somewhere. Yes. I rely on it all the damn yes. time. And that one time I don't have it, I'm like, fuck, what, where am I going? How do I get to this place I've been to 36 times? And that happens to me all the time. I know it happens to you all the time. Right. If the navigation don't work, I'm like, oh shit, what exit And you've get been on? there... A dozen times before. But I rely on the you navigation. You rely on the navigation. Right. So now if I figure out how to go on my own, whether I have navigation or not, you I'll always know remember. how to get there. And that's what I tried to put into Logan's head, like, <clears throat> figure it out on your own. So that's you, why I need to learn about Wi-Fi yeah, <laughs> and yourself, all that stuff. Even yourself, right? <laughs> Me too. It's true. If you buy Gia a new phone right now, she won't know how to swap one information to the other. She won't even know how to get the SIM card out. Absolutely not. You sh- you you've spoiled me. You, right. You've done that to me, and like I said last podcast, it's ruined me. Correct. So you're right. But if I ever have to do it myself, then I'll know forever. Right. Correct. So I understand your point. So you know, I, I was I, oh, I'm getting back to how he treats his daughter. So to you, it might be harsh. To you, it might be oh, I wouldn't do it that way. But you might have to take a step back and see: is he really being harsh? Is he really trying to teach her a lesson? And I disagree with you on that. Let me say th- one, so one, one other thing. One other thing. And the reason I say that is because, and this is what I was going to say, if he's being a jerk, cheating, doing things that are not right, he might know. And he's trying to prepare his daughter for that. If you understand what I'm saying, let's say he's cheating and he's telling girls a certain thing and he's winning with these girls. What's the first thing a, a, a father wants to do? He wants to tell his daughter what he's telling these girls so they don't necessarily fall for it. And when he sees them falling for it, he kind of tries to pull the string back to protect them. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I do, but that's not really what I'm getting from what she said in the email. What you getting? <laughs> I'm getting that he's just being mean. That he has his um, his own personality dysfunctions and he's not curbing them when it comes to his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he's acting out and being maybe aggressive, maybe over the top and parenting, but not from a loving place. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. I'm not hearing the bright side or the more understanding side that you're hearing. Um, I'm just getting that he's not parenting well Mm -hmm. and he has his ways and when it comes to dealing with the emailer, Reese, her name is Reese. Reese. Uh-huh. When it comes to dealing with Reese, maybe it's more understandable because she's an adult and she can fend for herself and she can hold her own ground and they can go back and forth on the same level. But I think that she feels that it's unfair and that her daughter's at a disadvantage because she's 16 and she's being treated inappropriately by her father. But look at my and. Dad. Hold on one second, sweetie. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's also concerned that it sets a bad example and is perpetuating the negative because like she said, they are almost one in the same. They have very similar personalities Mm -hmm. and you and I both know that when two people have similar personalities, they tend to bump heads because you have ego in there, you have pride and then you have all of those negative personality traits that just keep um, bumping against one one another. So I think that She's concerned that him treating her that way doesn't only hurt her, but it's treating her is teaching her a bad example and kind of um, setting it up as the norm. Like this is how people deal with each other 
in one household. Mm -hmm. This is a normal interaction. This is okay. And then what'll happen? She'll become an adult. She'll have a family and she may have the same interactions with her husband and her children and the dysfunction will just continue. So I think that that's what Reese is seeing and and that's what she's unhappy about. Because we both know sometimes, yes, you do have to be hard on your kids Mm -hmm. and you have to teach them lessons, but you have to be mindful and responsible when you do it. You can't just act out. You have to be the responsible party as the parent. You have to know what direction you're going and where you need to end up. And then afterwards, you may have to have a conversation after the dust settles and say, listen, this is why I did this. And this is what I will continue to do because it's the lesson that you need to learn. But again, it all has to be mindful. It has to be part of a master plan. You can't just act out and not know where you're going because then where's your parenting there? You're just as immature as a 16-year-old if you behave that way. I get what you're saying, but... Look at my dad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought my dad was a dick growing up, right? I thought he was a a, a dick to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> my kids, my kids thought he was a dick. Logan, Logan definitely did growing up. Okay, when he was younger. Okay, but now, now that I take a, a step back and I look at it, right? He's not still a. I mean, my dad's a dick. <laughs> It is. Trying to figure I mean, out where I mean, we're going with my this. My dad is, I mean, he's, he's militant. He's, it is what it is. But I look back at my life and my childhood and I'm like, with a lot of my friends in the neighborhood, a lot of them didn't do too well. Some were selling drugs. Some went to jail. Some still live at home with their parents. Some still live at home with their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I look at what I didn't like in my dad because he was always hard on me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that kept me on that right path to where I'm at now. Okay. You know, maybe if he was lenient and let me do what I wanted to do, I would have did something else. It's true. You know, maybe if he did something differently, I would have been something else. I'll look at it and like, damn, I thought he was a dick growing up. But now it put me to a point where it's like, I think I'm, I'm better off with him being a dick because it guided me in the right way. Well, if there's... If there's a choice between your dad being a D and being completely lenient and letting you do whatever your heart desires, I think that it's more valuable and more in the child's interest for the parent to be a D. But your dad was also very, he was very, very rooted in, I'm not your friend. Correct. We're not friends. Correct. Like, I have my friends. Correct. You're my son. Like, we are not friends. Correct. And I don't think that that's great either. I think that um, there needs to be a balance of some sort of friendship, but where the respect is still prevalent. Yeah, I don't agree. And I'm going to tell you why. The way we raise our children is, is a lot different, right? Different you, than how you were raised, you mean? Correct. Okay. Even the way you do, you you handle the kids and the way I handle the kids, right? Mm-hmm. You're more. Let's talk this and discuss it. We're friends. Not. Right? I don't. I don't necessarily like the word friends. I'm saying it's kind of friend-ish, where there's that comfortability. Friends kind of gives the um, impression that you're on the same level, and uh. with us, it's very clear. That we're not on the same level but with yes, our kids. But but you're more friendly. Like I'm more friendly. You and Madison are like sisters than mother and daughter. Absolutely. Just the conversations that you had to you borrowing each other's clothes. We don't borrow each other. She borrows my clothes. Well, she borrows your clothes. I and say. I want to fight her for it. But, just so we're clear. But you guys, I mean, y- y'all eat the same. Y'all sit here and cuddle in bed. Y'all, like, could you you have, and her cuddle in bed too. Right. But all right, let me ask you this question. If if Madison had a conversation with you about a boy and she talked about something that she did with the boy, she can have that conversation with you hands down and she would. Right. Would you have that conversation with your mom? Yes. You would not have uh, you would not have that conversation. I've had those conversations. The first time I went down on you, did you tell your mom? Well, I was I was young. Well, 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 I was you? young. So Madison's young. She would have that conversation with you. At that age, no. But once I hit like 19, I told my mother everything. Yeah, 19. I'm talking about 17. I'm talking about only a two years. There's only a two year difference. It's not that much of a difference. Did you tell your mom you went down on me? No. Okay. Madison, if she When I was 19, my mom knew what was going on. Madison could tell you anything right now. What what are you trying to say? She's she's your friend. 
Um, and I was my mother and I were friends too. But again, Not there was still, but there was still that respect. And if Madison does something I don't like, she gets told off. She gets threatened. She can get punished. She can get it the same way still as if I were a D. Right. And that's what I'm trying to say. There's that balance. And there's that love. There's that you. communication. There's that respect. All in the same cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, Madison will not speak to me out of pocket. She will not. She does not. Uh-huh. Does Madison ever speak to me crazy? No. Hell no. No. Because what would happen? You'd probably smack the shit out of her. Exactly. And that's the point. We're not... I'm not going to smack the bleep out of one of my friend friends. If they speak to me disrespectfully or if something happens, I would get up, walk away and never call them again. You know, there's a difference when that's what I'm saying. It, it needs to be the right cocktail of communication, love, parenting and some sort of friendship. And when I say friendship, what's important is the comfortability, correct? the sharing, mm-hmm. you know, the, the feeling that you're at home, not feeling as though, you know, if I tell my mom this, then X, Y, and Z will happen. No, you can tell me anything. We will figure it out and then we'll worry about how I feel about it later. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's that I have your back like a friend, like a parent. So that's what right. I'm saying. Like there needs to be a balance. I don't believe in the whole I'm not your friend because you. you know what word? If we're not friends, then there's this whole section of my life that you you're not going to be privy to mm-hmm. that you're not going to know because that's the type of thing that I tell people that I look at in a way where I'm comfortable. Gotcha. But if you're looking at me and I'm looking at you and I'm scared of you and, you know, there's certain things that you can't know, certain things I can't disclose because I don't know how you're going to react or what you're going to do. That's not comfortable. There's no friendship. And I don't think that that's good in a parent child relationship. Well, let me let me ask you a question now back to their relationship. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about their relationship? The relationship between which people in this email now Reese and the boyfriend and, and the baby father. Well, boyfriend is a baby father. Well, you're recent a baby father. Yeah. Um, listen, honestly, and this is just my own personal feeling. Uh huh. I feel as though there's certain things that are acceptable when you're teenagers. There's certain things that are acceptable when you're 20s. There's certain things that are acceptable when you're 30s. And then once you're getting close to 40, I think all of the BS needs to be off the table. Mm -hmm. That's when women have to pull up their big girl panties and boys have to pull up their big boy drawers Mm -hmm. and say, I'm an adult. I have the person that I love in my life. We have children. And this is the human being that I want to be. This Mm -hmm. is what I want to contribute to my family. And this is what I want to contribute to society. And if you're dealing with someone that, that just goes over their head. Mm-hmm. I think that you may want to spend a little bit of time creating a situation where they understand that, mm-hmm. like where you teach them, you talk, you communicate, you try to get them to that level. But after doing that for a certain while, I think that my steam would run out because I think that I would be looking at my partner like, we're too old for this bleep. You know, we're at a point where you know, we've created something. Right. We have a family. We have a home. Now it's time to enjoy life. You mm-hmm. know, we've worked. Maybe, you know, we have a little something. Now it's time to enjoy each other. Now it's time to enjoy our kids. And now it's time to enjoy planning the future. And then it's time to enjoy the future. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't want to be sitting around putting up with anyone's BS uh-huh. when I'm 36. And especially they've been together for 20 years. How much more time does he need to understand that cheating's not acceptable? Hold, that hold, hold on one second. Um, your son just ordered Applebee's again. This, this, I'm going to make him buy stock at Applebee's, but the dog is out and I don't want the dog to um, attack the Applebee's driver. Yeah, exactly. So okay. I'll just hold on one second. The dog is out. <laughs> and this portion of the KC Crew podcast is brought to you by Mac powder kiss lipstick it's the moisture matte lipstick of your dreams it's matte reinvented now what is matte again babe matte is when the lipstick isn't glossy or shiny it's matte it's dull okay and and it looks better than than glossy 
Um, some people consider it better, but I guess it all depends on preference. Okay. Well, I you, love matte lipstick. I know. It looks good on you. Everything looks good on me. It sure does. <laughs> now get into a totally new lip experience with the Powder Kiss Lipstick. Head to your nearest MAC location to meet your MAC today or shop at maccosmetics.com. Anyway, what was I saying? Uh, we was talking about the, uh, the relationship. You were saying it's been two, they've been together 20 years. Oh, yeah. So after being with someone for that long, I just feel as though they should know. Hold on. Yeah, hey, Logan. You scared the dogs outside. I knew that. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. We know you didn't, know, know, you that. didn't know that. That's, that's why we're doing a podcast. He jumped up and. That's why I always walk to the car. So they never have to get out. Yeah, but he would have got out. Did you see the dog? No, he wouldn't have had to get out. Oh, but did you see the dog out there? Yeah, I saw him after you guys told me. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure. So listen, whenever you order DoorDash or you have anything come to the house, can you please call me or text me to let me know first? Because you're all the way down there and you're you, you never hear the doorbell ring. I get a notification. That's why um, I opened the gate. When he came up, I was walked to the car. So I could just well, you should be downstairs and walking to the car when. And as much as you order Applebee's, you need to buy some stock in Applebee's, all right? Like you ordered the same thing the every boneless, day. Boneless, the boneless buffalo wings yeah. cannot be that good. You could right. cook. You know how to cook. Well, close the door. We do a podcast. I can't use the Say hello to the beautiful people. Hi, beautiful people. <laughs> close the door. Close the door. Thank you. So sorry about that. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, I just, I think that there's a cutoff point, you know, for him to not understand that gambling's not okay, mm-hmm. cheating's not okay, lying and dishonesty, which is pretty much one and the same, same thing, yeah, is, is not okay. I'm not going to deal with this forever because the way I would feel is, all right, you know, we've been doing it for 20 years and you've been apologizing and on your get back for all of this time. Mm-hmm. Now we're 36 and, you know, I've been taking you back or whatever, even though she said she, that he's out of the house. I'm uh-huh. assuming that they're still kind of seeing each other mm-hmm. or else she wouldn't be sending this email. Right. Yep. Um, at this point, it just seems like by the time you're 40, you'll be in the same situation complaining about the same things. But now Correct. you're just Four years older. Right. And in the same situation and harder, you know, even a, in a more difficult position to pull yourself out and to move on with your life. So I would probably give an ultimate. I'm not really one for ultimatums, but I would definitely give him an ultimatum at this point mm-hmm. and keep him out of the house. And when I feel, if I feel that it's been proven to me that he can do right. And earn himself back into my good graces, then we would continue to date and see each other. And if I felt satisfied, then maybe at that point I would let him back into the house, see if it's what I think in real life, seeing if it's showing improving. Mm -hmm. And if it is, and I find myself back in love with him and wanting to spend the rest of my life with him, then I would. I would accept the marriage proposal, but I wouldn't do it a minute before any of those other things took place. You need to know that he wants it. And not for nothing, maybe him being out of the house is punishment enough. And Mm -hmm. again, I'm not really one for punishing a person, but it can be interpreted as a punishment. It's his time to be away from you, to see what he's missing, to collect himself and maybe realizing what he needs to do to come correct, to be back in you and his children's lives. And when it comes to the kids, I think that you guys need to have a family meeting. Right. When we have an issue that's affecting the whole family, We have family meetings where we all sit down, we agree to talk civilly, we understand to keep our ears and our hearts open, we listen to each other honestly, and we're invested in one another and what each other has to say. And we try to come to conclusions based on that. But for most people, it's not very easy to just have a conversation where tempers don't flare and get out of control. But if you think that between you him, your 16-year-old and your 9-year-old, if you think that the four of you can sit down and talk and you can address your concerns and everyone can be civil, Uh then I think that it can start there. Well, no, I think that it can end up there. I think that you need to have a conversation with how he parent about how he how he parents with him initially and then 
you know, kind of um, transition that into a family meeting once the two of you get on the same page. But that'll also be a testament to his maturity, how he takes in what you're saying. Because as a grown man, Mm -hmm. and I'm assuming that he's the same age as you, at 36, if he can't understand that parenting from a place that's not love and being mean and aggressive and, you know, punishing and not choosing the right punishments and lessons aren't involved with these punishments. If he can't understand that that's not the right way to parent, then that's a problem. So initially you guys need to get on the same page first. Right. And I, I agree with you. And I, and I do want to say this. And for, for those who have kids out there checking your, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your spouse, your fiance, it's not bad. You know, Guy and I do it all the time. Uh, sometimes it's good cop, bad cop. Sometimes I go too far. Wait, wait, checking? Checking each other. Like checking each other as far as parenting is concerned. Oh, as far as parenting, yes. Yeah, we check each other all the time. Like sometimes I might say, hey, babe, I think you handled it this way. And she might say, babe, I think you handled it this way. And sometimes it might just be Gia walking down there or walking to the kids and be like, hey, you know, what's the issue? What's the problem? And then having that conversation. It's not, it's it's, you you guys are on the same team. So when it comes to parenting, it should be. Sometimes you got to check that person. It is what it is. But you do need to be a team. Correct. And that's very important. Like, Team, like the word team Mm -hmm. is very, very big for me in this house. I feel as though Rashawn and I are a team Mm -hmm. and our family, like the sum of all of its parts, we are a team. And if anyone in this house acts like they're not a team member, I take serious offense to that. Correct. So what he needs to understand is that you both need to be on the same page. And when parenting happens... It should, you guys should always be a solid front. Right. You know, the conversation should take place amongst the two of you first and then executed towards your children secondary. Right. You know, it's not one just doesn't fly off at the handle and does whatever the hell they want. Like it should be a unified front, you know, and if he's doing things parent wise and you disagree with it, then that's kind of dismantling the team. Mm -hmm. So you guys need to be on the same page first. And I just want to say, before we go to the next email, mm-hmm. I just want to tell all the dads out there, if you have little girls and you have girls that's growing up, tell her the game that guys is going to spit to her. Don't be that that father be like, nah, you know, I'm going to leave that to my wife. No. Tell her the game that you kicked to, to her mom to get her mom. Tell her the game that you kicked to whoever that got in those panties. Tell her that game so she knows what to look for. I tell my daughter every last piece of game that I ever hear. Last week, and I see my uh, a friend of mine tell a girl, shh, 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 don't say nothing. Just put your phone, just just put your number on my phone. Don't say nothing. And I seen the girl do it, right? I, yeah, I can't believe I'll tell you that story. <laughs> and you know what I did? I no, told, no, he literally shushed her. Like he, went up to her, shushed her, no, and he, just he, told he, her. He gave her the phone, and she was like, what's this? He was like, shh, 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 just, just put your number on the phone. She's like, what? Shh, 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 just put your number on the phone. Wait, hold, I didn't tell you to talk. Shh, I told you not shh, to say nothing. Just here, put, and put it your worked. number on my phone. And it worked. And this dummy... Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say dummy. She's a dummy. She's a dummy. If she sat there and let a stranger shush her and then did what she was told, she's a damn well dummy. Well, it works. Dummy. But anyway, just to tell, I tell my daughter everything that I hear, see on TV, anything ever, I tell my daughter because I want her to look out for it. <laughs> my daughter's going to be looking it out most person ever. I don't even know that's a, a it's phrase. It's called paranoid. Say. That's called paranoid. Right, well, maybe it's paranoid. But anyway, <laughs> in this portion of the Casey Crew podcast is brought to you by OpenFit. OpenFit, a brand new, super simple streaming service that takes all of the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. Everyone's bodies are different and OpenFit gets that, which is why it is personalized to your needs with custom tailored original content. Not to mention with OpenFit, you can work out anywhere in as little as 10 minutes a day using your computer, web enabled TV, tablet, smartphone or Roku. All right. Now, OpenFit has changed the way I work out. And with my code, Casey Crew, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized for you. Again, use my code Casey Crew and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the open 30 day challenge, my listeners get a special extended 30 day free trial membership where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. Just text Casey Crew to 30 30 30 and you will get full access to all of the open fit workouts and nutrition information free. Again, that's Casey Crew to 30 30 30, all right? Standard message and data rates may apply. I do it every morning before I start my work. Next email. Okay. Uh this is not an email. This is actually a DM. I went from email DM going back and forth. Okay. All right, this is a long one. This is actually your DM. 
Oh, uh, hold on. You're in my DMs? Yeah, I'm in your DM. Hold on, let me just tell you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just go. Give me one second, guys. I'm looking for this one dude. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, yeah. Um. Uh, can't fail 617. Can't fail 617? Yeah. That's his Instagram handle? Like, yeah. What? Why are you telling people what his Instagram handle is? Because I'm just going to tell you. Watch yourself, bro. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I checked my wife's DM. You're beautiful. Hope Envy treating you right. Don't take nothing less than happiness. You so pretty gear. You should think about modeling. Your husband get a brand capitalized in it. And you're a very sexy woman. <laughs> you look beautiful. Start your career off. It's your time, sweetheart. I believe in you. <laughs> your girl looks so beautiful. She looks just like you. Damn, that pic you got laying on the couch in Miami Beach, bad, damn. Nah, it's your turn to shine, ma. Listen, you too bad, sweetheart. You should start modeling. I hate to see you waste your talent. Show your legs and feet. Match your body better. You beautiful. You have a nice body. Show it more. I want to see it. The world wants to see it. Just telling you, homie, I'm watching you. I'm, I'm watching you. I just want you to know that I am Wait, watching. Wait, this is over the series of like separate days. Yeah, I'm be watching him. I ain't block him. And one other person, his name is Face G M R Merck. All right, I'm watching you too, bro. Damn, I want you. Damn, you sexy. Would you ever give a regular guy a shot? Sexy. I'm watching you too, bro. Those are the two I'm watching. Really. Oh, I didn't see any of those. Um, you have to see it. I've seen it. <laughs> You're the worst. All right. Now, where the hell was that email I just lost? Oh, here it goes. Because you played too much. No, nah, I'll be reading these shits just in case. So you really go through like all of my DMs like that? You're damn right. Crazy. I'll be looking for money. Right? Somebody might throw some money or something. <laughs> or might might be some motherfucker trying to holler. I got to check his ass. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Hey, Gia, I want to reach out to you because I love the podcast and also because you give great advice. Hi. My boyfriend and I have been together almost three years and I don't feel like we are progressing as a couple. Mm. He is 32. I am 26. We met while I was working at a fast food place after losing my job behind a medical incident. When I first met him, I knew immediately what lifestyle that he was into. However, I decided to be his friend and entertain him anyway. We eventually began to text one another. We spoke almost every day on the phone. He didn't have a car and would come visit me from time to time. Fast forward now to three cars later on his end and two jobs that didn't last long at all. I find myself starting to resent the man that I thought that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. I find that he's very immature for his age. It seems like it's either his way or no way. Rarely does he ever want uh, to bend for me for what I want. I can't invite him out to meet my friends because he doesn't like meeting new people, which is bull if you ask me. Sidebar, he was shot due to an attempted robbery a few years ago. This is also something that he remind me of to why he's so isolated. He never wants to go out on the town, just him and I to a bar because he wants to avoid confrontation. Our relationship is full of empty promises on his end. My birthday just recently passed and he didn't get me anything, not even a birthday card. Mm. I find myself going above and beyond to make sure he's comfortable and has what he needs. We moved in together about five months ago and he's only helped pay rent once. Now his money is effed up and he feels as if I should be holding him down until he gets things back. He feels as if laundry is a woman's job because his mother always did it growing up. Oh, hold on. So she's supposed to work. Put food on the table and come home and do laundry. Meanwhile, he doesn't have a job. Oh, I just want to be sh- be clear. Go ahead. He says, she says, I'm nobody's maid and we're not married. He leaves this thing around the house for days and will not pick it up. Today, him and I got into an argument because he asked me what's wrong. <laughs> Fellas, never ask your girl or wife what's wrong. <laughs> I said, do you really want to know? Honestly, he, he should have said nope. He said yes. So I tell him. I tell him that it would be nice for him to do the dishes every once in a while without me having to ask. Meaning every day? Okay, go ahead. And his ass laughed and said, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> I told him that I think he thinks that I made, I'm his maid or something. Uh-huh. 
Then he follows up with, I'm glad you said that. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Wait, wait, wait. He told, he said to her, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Then he follows up with, I'm glad you said that. And then she says, like, what the fuck does that even mean? Mm-hmm. I left the house and uh, went to my dad's around the corner. I come back. And uh, he, well, she says, I come back. He's don't the dishes and tells me he's doing. Oh, the he's dishes doing. The, well, is she what she me- I yeah, know. Okay. That's what she means. I come back. He's doing the dishes and tells me that I'm petty as fuck. When I asked why, he wouldn't tell me. He kept putting things in his dead loved ones that it's cool. It's cool. He what? Always, I don't know. I'm just telling you what she says. Okay. He always shuts down whenever we try to talk or if it's about something he doesn't want to talk about. I don't think it's fair because how are we supposed to be in a successful relationship if we don't learn to communicate? I know you're probably going to say that the proof is in the pudding. I'm just a little nervous to let him know that I, I, that I want to separate. I apologize for the bad gra- for the bad grammar and punctuation. <laughs> I wrote this in my notes on my phone. Thanks for reading. I hope to hear from you. All right. Her name is uh she didn't say don't say her yeah, name. Yeah. Well, don't say her name anyway. We don't need to know her name. All right. <clears throat> All right. Well, let me tell you this, right? He's 32 years old, right? Mhm. You're 26 years old. All right? Now, you said you knew what he was doing before him. So I would just Assume he's doing something illegal. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a lifestyle that I don't think you necessarily want to get into. Like, that's a cool lifestyle. It's not even a cool what? lifestyle. I'm sorry. I guess that's a lifestyle maybe for younger, but at age 32, 33, you should be planning. Okay, so I should be no one's lifestyle. Let's I, just be clear. I mean, it happens. People do it. I'm not, I, I know. I'm, I'm just saying. And, you and, you and can't I, be sitting here perpetuating it. So nah, it's I'm not cool. Saying, it's okay if you're younger. It's not okay. Not, I'm not saying it's okay. It's dangerous. But, it's illegal. But at and a, you're dead or in jail, quite possibly. Right. But right? at a younger age, you understand that more and you see it more. Right, it's more acceptable. You're 16 selling drugs. No, no. I'm not. Gonna... What are you talking? Oh my gosh! Can you just hang it up right now? No. I'm. Let me look. I'm. No, saying, I'm not gonna let you say that. I'm saying at 32 years old, you should not be selling drugs. You should no, not just be leave doing, it at that. You should not be doing. Let's anything just say that. Illegal, right? So at 32 years old, the fact that he's still dibbling and dabbling in that now. If I was you, I would go the other way, and I'm explaining to you why. Wait, is it clear that he's still dibbling and dabbling in that? Because it seems like he's broke right now. Yeah, well, maybe he didn't. He maybe got. That's probably why he got robbed. That's probably why he he doesn't want to go out. That's probably why he doesn't want to see people. So he's paranoid. He's paranoid. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got shot and robbed. You know what I mean? So you definitely don't want to be, you know, in that light. You don't new people. Exactly. You don't know if somebody's trying to rob you. Somebody's trying to set you up. So he's in that lifestyle or he was in that lifestyle. So this is the thing. You know, you're 26 years old. You should be thinking about your future. You moved in with homie. You know, you've been living together with for five months. Now, let's just say that whoever robbed him or whoever tried to shot, shoot him before comes in the house looking for him again. Now you're in the line of everything. Or even if it's not the same person, if he's living the same lifestyle. It opens that door. It opens that door that you're susceptible to being hurt or because you're in his vicinity. Or you get or he gets caught. Right now, the police come to your house. You know what he's doing. You can get arrested for conspiracy for right. being a part of it. Right. So you don't want to put yourself into that situation. Not for no boy. Right. And but- that's and that's what I would tell my my daughter. That's what I would tell my sister. That's what I would tell my mother. Like you don't want to put yourself in that predicament for no boy. He's not giving you nothing. You're not happy in a relationship. You're not getting You're anything out of bills. it. It's all for not. He's he's not. It doesn't seem like he's treating you right. He's not even washing the damn dishes. He probably got you taking the trash out, picking up the dog poop if you have a dog, doing all that <laughs> stuff. Like you need to start thinking like, yo, I got to do what's best for me. I think a lot of times people don't do what's best for them. And I think when people start doing what's best for them, things will start to happen for them. Because if you say, you know what, I'm doing what's best for me. I don't want to be with a with a doing a drug dealer, somebody doing something illegal. I don't want to be. Oh, with oh, oh, but it was it was all good and dandy when we first started. Now, all of a sudden, it's a problem. Go ahead. You're 32 years old. People grow up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is all I know. Well, you need to figure something else out. If you what am I going to figure out at 32? Well, why are you raising your voice at me? That's part of your fucking problem. You now you cursing at you me? You got an anger problem. So now you want me to do the dishes and you want to curse at me at the same time? And I want you to get out, the fucking, out, out of my fucking house because I paid Oh, now it's your house. Yes, it's my so house. So now we're not a team? No. Now this is your house? I pay the rent. I wash the dishes. I pick up the dog shit. Get the fuck out. Okay. All right. Well, that's that, that, and that's how we'll go. And your dick is small too. And that's how I would say. <laughs> that's no. Let me not even say that. <laughs> go ahead. And, but that's what happened. 
But that's that's what should happen. She should really check the situation. It's not a matter of of how he treats her. He doesn't want to talk to her. He doesn't want to converse. He doesn't want to be in a real relationship. He just wants to control it. You know, he wants to be, you know, hey, I'm going to try to get this together. And while I'm trying to get it together, I'm going to just sit back and do nothing. And I do understand that people go through ups and downs and sometimes you might need a little help. But yeah, sometimes you may need to be held down. If you were if you were working and I was home and I couldn't find a job, when you got home every day, the house would be fucking immaculate. And I know that's the truth. The dishes would be clean. And I know that's the, the truth. The, the bed would be made. Now I'm not gonna say it's gonna be made the best way. I don't know how I'm not a bed maker, but I would do the best <laughs> I can. Yes. The dishes you would, would cook. Yes, the dishes would you be would in the rub dishwasher. My feet. Absolutely. You would. I, know I would you do would. the things because I know that you're out and about. And I'm like, damn, if I can't get a job, let me help other ways. I would pick up the kids, you I would cook the sandwiches. You have to contribute and you have to be productive. Right. You can't have one person in a relationship giving a hundred percent and the other person giving zero right even if they're quote unquote down on their luck or have fallen on hard times you have to contribute something you have to contribute to my emotional well-being you have to be nice you have to be sweet you have to make sure i'm good in some way absolutely you can't just be here detracting from the relationship in every way that you can Mm -hmm. still looking at me like I'm supposed to hold you down and I'm supposed to be nice to you. Right. Meanwhile, all you're doing is being a taker, but I'm supposed to be happy to be this giver, giver, giver. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Whether you're the man in this relationship or in this, in this position or the female in the relationship or the female in this position, you cannot be a taker. If you know that you're inadequate in one field of your relationship, you damn well better try to make up for it in another area of your relationship. Absolutely. So he wants you to work and then wants you to come home and stay up to do laundry, do dishes, cook clean and provide for him in every way. Meanwhile, he's not providing for you. And it seems like he's not even being nice to you at the same time. Right. You know, I mean, because listen, we're all human, right? And we make excuses for the people that we love. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe you, if you came home and the dishes weren't done, maybe at least if he greeted you with a, hey, babe, how was your day? Sit down. Let's talk. Let's Mm -hmm. watch this together. Or let me tell you what happened. Let me rub your feet. Let me give you a massage. Let me make love to you all night long. Let me do something to contribute to your happiness. Right. But it seems like you get home, he's sitting on the couch and he's looking at you like you need to be doing something for him. That breeds resentment. And if that's his frame of mind at 32, that's a problem. You know, at least, you know, like when you go, if any if any of you guys have ever been house hunting, mm-hmm. you know, you look at a house and the house might be a little bleeped up, but you look at it and you're like, well, you know what? This house has good bones. You know, like I like the setup of the yard. It looks like it was built stably. You know, I like the whole side. I like where the kitchen is. I like where the bedrooms are. You know, it's in a good neighborhood. It has good bones, meaning it has things that you can work with. Right. Once you get all of the other stuff out of the way, once you paint, once you take down all the old wood, once you swap out the floors, you know, but it has good bones. Mm-hmm. If you're dealing with a person that doesn't have good bones then you're just almost at a complete loss. I don't want to say complete. I don't want to make it seem like, you know, a person is worthless. But you know what I'm saying. You know, it's just like now you got to rework the whole project. You got to teach him how to be decent. You have to teach him how to be loving, thoughtful, kind, and considerate. Mm -hmm. like, Like, what are you there for? Like, what do you love about him? And here's the thing. When you guys send emails, tell us what you love about the person as well, because all we have to go off of is the negative. Correct. I didn't hear anything positive. Positive. Not at all. You know, so all I can assume is that there's something about him that you love. I don't know what it is. Right. But it doesn't sound like it's enough for it to be reasonable for you to stick around. Right. You know, um, He has you in harm's way in a sense. At least that's what it seems like from what you've written. And he's not a team player. And it seems like a little bit of a a chauvinist. Mm -hmm. Well, my mother and my grandmother cooked and cleaned. So that's what I expect you to do. 
No, he has to he has to grow up and see the situation for what it is and realize that he has to do something to make it worth it for you to stay. And I absolutely positively agree. You know, he's just not going to sit there and chill and do nothing while you work and you bust your ass and you make sure things are okay at home. Because then what happens next? You have you have kids and then you got to take care of kids and work and clean the house. Then you get a dog, and then you got the kids. You got to clean up the ball, the dog poop. So make and sure, work. yeah. So then just you get a cat, and then you got to clean up the, the, the kitty litter. Then you get a but just just be careful. Make sure that in in the interim you don't get pregnant, mm-hmm. because you know it just it doesn't seem as though you're in a situation where he's able to help. Absolutely. So you have to decide what you want to do. But that's my two cents. Okay. Well. And this portion of the KC Crew Podcast is brought to you by Stitch Fix. When it comes to shopping for clothes, most of us are amateurs. So why not let the professionals handle it? With Stitch Fix, a stylist will do all the work for you. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash kids slash KC Crew to try Stitch Fix with no styling fee and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash kids slash KC Crew. Stitchfix.com slash kids slash KC Crew. All right. Now, all parents out there, they have kids boxes. All right. They offer sizes 2T to 14 with 8 and 12 items per box. Your kids will love the surprise of getting their very own Stitch Fix box. Now, Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that delivers your favorite clothing, shoes and accessories directly to you. Check it out. It's time to get up out of here, man. We're over an hour already. We're not going to do another email? No, time to go. I got to go to I actually got to go to the bathroom and I don't want to pass. Come on, stop it. Nobody wants to know about that. No, I got to go to the bathroom. No, for real, for real. Hold on. So we're cutting the podcast. No, it's over an hour. We do an hour. Do me a favor. Let's just do one more email because you love me. Let's just do one more email. Okay. (laughs) Do you have one on deck, Pookie Pook Pook? Yes, I do. Okay, good. Can you clench those cheeks real quick and just make sure that you don't offend me? Mm -mm. In the meantime. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Okay, here we go. Now, this person uh, is anonymous. Hello, I've been a faithful listener since day one. I listen to every podcast and can't wait until the following week. I absolutely love both of you. Gia, you are so beautiful and smart. DJ Envy, you crack me up. I absolutely love your family dynamic and opinion, so please tell me if I'm crazy. Laugh out loud. I will try to give you as much information as possible to get the best advice. I would like to remain anonymous if addressed on the podcast. I have been with my boyfriend for six years. I'm 29 and he is 39 years old. He has four children, 16, 12, 11, and six. I have no children. They've been together six years? Six years. Okay. We have been living together since 2016, so three years. When we moved in together, his two oldest children also came to live with us. The other two children would come over on the weekends. I instantly became a full-time mom. Last year, the two oldest children went back to live with their mother. So now we get them on holidays and summer and the two other kids still come over on the weekends or every other weekend. I have a good relationship with the mother of the children, but my boyfriend communicates with the mothers regarding the children. My boyfriend makes six figures and I make about half of his income and I'm college educated. He travels a lot for work now that uh, that uh, or now that I don't have his children in a home full time and often work 60 hours a week. I do not consistently make meals or grocery shop. I have asked my boyfriend to just let me know if the kids are coming over unexpectedly so I can prepare. I have uh, also asked that if my boyfriend is going out of town to just let me know the dates and times of his flights ahead of time to be able to plan my schedule to accommodate and take him to the airport since he does not like to leave his cars at the airport. Last week, he got a dog without telling me. He had been joking about getting a dog, but never had a serious conversation. Last week, I asked him to drive one minute away to get some paperwork, and he made a big deal about not wanting to do it. Last week, his son came over on Tuesday night and he never told me he was coming. After these three incidents, I stopped speaking to him because I felt disrespected. Wait, wait, let me interrupt you. One was a dog. One was his son coming over. What was the third? Yeah, she asked him to go get some paperwork. And he didn't want to go get it? He didn't want to go. Okay. After these three incidents, I stopped speaking to him because I felt disrespected. I felt like he could have communicated with me about the dog, about his son coming over, etc., 
So I put my petty pants on and didn't cook or clean. Good for you. I didn't take his son to school, which is for a 45 minute drive from our home. Good for you. And only five minutes away from our office. Mm-hmm. We talked about this and he is now mad at me. He has taken my actions as his children are a burden to me and said I've acted like a bitch. Take it how you want. He has now been two weeks, has now been two weeks and we are still not speaking. My point here is, am I wrong? Nope. I just want him to communicate with me and gave up on uh, communicating with him. I feel bad that he is upset now for the re- for the wrong reasons, but I feel like he is deterring me from my reasons of not speaking to him in the first place. I also feel that he doesn't respect my time or how hard I work because I make less than him. Any feedback would be appreciated. Thank you so much. <laughs> Somebody got an attitude. Mm. Listen, this, listen, I feel as though she did the absolute right thing Mm -hmm. because it's human nature that people will take advantage of you as long as you allow them to take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. People will take you for granted, which is a different thing for as long as you allow them to take you for granted. Uh Once we as human beings put our foot down and tell the person in our life or whoever's offending us no more, Uh they have no choice but to respect that. And I feel that that's what she did. He went out and got a dog Mm -hmm. without telling her and they live together. How do you do that? Right. Like I'm seeing that the theme today is like no team. Like we are not a team. I, first of all, you should have my consent, my okay, my go ahead to let you know that I want a dog in my home. Correct. And, you know, if we're together and we love each other, shouldn't we pick out the dog together? Shouldn't you want my input? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't you want to bring a dog into the house that would also make me happy? Wouldn't you want to know what I thought? Right. The fact that you just go out and make moves without telling me, it's like you're on autopilot. Like you, you think that, You're the head honcho and you're just around here making decisions. Right. Which means, no, yeah, no, we're not a team. We're not a team. You have your son come over. And yes, it's your son. We're not married. You have your son come over Mm -hmm. whom I have to provide for in some form or fashion. I have to get groceries. I have to make sure that everything is set and ready for, you know, a big boy to come over. Right. And you don't even give me the decency to tell me. That he's coming over, moreover, to ask me mm-hmm. if it's okay. Because I don't know, I just I might have another agenda. I might want to do something that weekend. I might want to include him. And listen, even if I don't think it's okay, yeah, it's your son. He might come over anyway, but show me the courtesy to run it past me, mm-hmm. to let me know I might want to do something special with him for him. Like I said, I might want to prepare for it, but you don't just go out here and make moves without making me a part of it. Really? If you're okay with making those moves on your own and you don't need my consent or any of my feedback or anything, then guess what? You handle all of those things on your own. Right. Because I'm going to treat it like it never happened. Oh, really? That dog? Oh, he made a mess? Oh, he went to the bathroom on the floor? Oh, he needs to be walked? Oh, he needs to be fed? Oh, he needs someone to play with him and throw a ball around? No, that's going to be all you because that's your dog. Mm -hmm. I had nothing to do with that dog. You should have consulted me. Oh, really? Your son needs to be taken to school? Well, guess who's going to take him? You, you, I wasn't a part of that. I had mm-hmm. nothing to do with that. And it's not... I mean, maybe part of it is spite. So I don't really want to... It's a little spite, but, she, but she's I not think, wrong. She's but not I wrong. Think, but I think that it's necessary. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's necessary because if you don't withdraw, if you don't put your foot down, then guess what happens? You are signing yourself up for a lifetime of that type of treatment there's no incentive for him to change at least i mean now what you guys aren't talking for two weeks but Mm -hmm. guess what when you guys do talk guess what you're going to talk about the problem exactly what the problem is absolutely and then if the relationship is going to move forward you guys going to have to get past that problem but if you didn't do this Mm -hmm. then there would be no conversation there would be no nothing and i agree and I, and I think that you has to be petty. And I think I said she has to. I think she has to be petty because she has to open up that conversation. I feel like with her being petty, even though he thinks it's for the wrong reason right now. What do you mean he thinks it's for the wrong reason? Well, you didn't hear what she said? She's being petty because 
she won't necessarily he won't necessarily do the things that she asks. Well, no, it's just one thing. And, she asked him to and go she get won't paperwork. Communicate, and she won't communicate what's going on. But he thinks that she's being petty because she feels like the child is a burden. No, he doesn't feel that way. That's what she said. I know that's what she said. Oh. But that is what he is saying. Mm-hmm. It's like you do something nasty to me. I know why you did it, but I'm going to turn it around and make it sound like it's worse than what it really is. Oh, oh, oh. So you don't really love my son. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you don't really look look at him like he's yours. Oh, so he's my son. Mm-hmm. Now it's a mine and yours thing. Oh, so obviously, like, we're not together together. Mm-hmm. You know, no, that's not what it is. I adore your son. But I want to be made to feel like I'm half of a whole. Like no one's just going to impose anything on me or tell me what to do or how to do it or that they're going to do it. And I just got to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. That's not how life works. That's not how a happy relationship works. Right. I might damn well want your son over every friggin' weekend. This has nothing to do with your son. It could have been your son. It could have been the dog. It could have been the mailman. It doesn't matter. The fact of the matter. And the problem is that you feel autonomous. You feel as though you're, you're the king of this castle right. and you just make decisions and it's my job to just fall in line and facilitate it. And I'm no one's slave. I'm no one's flunky. I'm a grown ass woman with a grown ass job and grown ass responsibilities. And if you can't respect me as such because you think that I make less money than you, then you need to do everything on your side. I'll do everything on my side and we keep everything separate. But not really though, because if that's, the attitude in a relationship, and that's two people that shouldn't be together. Because if the end game isn't teamwork, there should be no game. And that's how I feel about it. And I, and you, I, you're not going to sit around here and just play me. I totally agree. Like, like I, I'm just supposed to march to your orders. You go and get a whole dog and like, no, I, agree. I come home and freaking Fluffy is sitting right there. And I'm like, I didn't even know Fluffy was <laughs> even part of the scenario. No, you're absolutely right. Imagine my surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're that's absolutely not right. cool. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's not okay. Sometimes you got to be petty to get somebody to, to put sometimes somebody in place. Sometimes you have to be. Sometimes you have. Sometimes to be. you got to be. Pe- you got to be petty to fix a nigga up. I mean, listen, I'm not. It's not to say that conversation shouldn't have come before the petty, but I'm assuming that you did what you felt was necessary considering his personality. Maybe you felt like you really had to throw the the petty party Mm -hmm. to kick this thing off. Maybe you knew that a conversation wouldn't have worked. So if this was anybody else, of course, I would suggest a conversation. Like, let's sit down. Let's talk about what's wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, let's get to the bottom of this. I tell you how you feel calmly. You tell me how um, you feel calmly. Did I say that right? I'll tell you how I, I feel, feel calmly. calmly. You tell me how you, you feel, feel calmly. calmly. I got you. <laughs> you know, and maybe if we're two civil people that love each other and believe in team, maybe we can get to the bottom of it. But shh, if that doesn't work, straight to the pet petty party. Absolutely. I'm not cooking for you. Like nothing is going down until you get my point. And I agree with you 100%. Hey, sometimes you got to be a little petty to fix somebody up. Yeah, and he's just saying, oh, this, oh, that, you don't look at my son. That He's just saying, he, I don't, he doesn't believe it. But you know, sometimes when we say things to ourselves enough. We make it, we make it we, seem like we believe it. We believe it. That's right. We believe it. He may, if you give him long enough, he may believe it. But I think that when it came out of his mouth, he was just saying that to be petty as well. And I agree with you 100%. And, you know, I wish him the, the best of luck. Hopefully they can work it out and hopefully they can have that conversation that she wants. Mm-hmm. And I'm hopefully that they, you know they could work out and everything could be great and the kids will love them and everything will be okay. All right. Well, there you have it. You guys got three emails. There you go. <laughs> As I intended. And Rashawn has to use the bathroom. Oh, you see me? Yes, I see you. So we're going to wrap this up. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Toodles. And this portion of the Casey Crew podcast is brought to you by Mac Powder Kiss Lipstick is matte reinvented. The new matte formula is where matte meets moisture, giving you the zero shine look of matte lipstick with instant long-term hydration and a weightless cushy texture. You like matte, right, baby? I love MAC. I love MAC on you. <laughs> I'm glad. All right. Head to your nearest MAC location to meet your matte today or shop at maccosmetics.com. Check it out.